Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody, welcome to episode 155. Welcome to a very beat up boys episode of the Power oh. Hour. Brian is yeah. a sicky boy, and I am extremely exhausted. <laughs> Jim's been the uh, the birthday boy. I, I feel like you've had a whole birthday week, Jim. Yeah, basically. So my birthday was uh, last Friday on the 11th. We're recording on the 15th. And yeah, I've basically had long nights and a lot of drinking every night since. And I've also, since turning 36, I've had the amazing ability to have a migraine every single day at some point. So that's that's a welcome gift. The gift that keeps on giving. Well, in fairness, you have been drinking very heavily for all of the days you've been 36, so it stands to reason. Minor details, minor details. <laughs> so it's most likely I did decide, and let me apologize right off the bat, because you're going to hear me be sniffly. Um, I'm going to try to avoid clearing my throat into the mic. But uh, yeah, as Jim said, we usually record on Mondays. Today's Tuesday, so likely this is coming out on Thursday. So we should also say, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully I am a hundred percent by then. And if I am, I do. I am. I want to do a special stream to uh, go over all the different Irish beers I have. So keep an eye out for that. But you know, slancha to you all. Um, yeah, slanty. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> yeah. But we should uh, throw out a quick thank you for uh, not yes. Human Go to ahead. Matt and Jay from Not For Human Consumption for coming on last week. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Always a great time to talk to the boys from NFHC. Mm -hmm. So, and actually, thank you to everyone out there. The last couple episodes have been doing pretty damn well. Way better than usual. So Yeah, we appreciate that. I mean, it's huge. You know, sharing whatever you guys are doing, we appreciate the shit out of it. Yeah, it exactly. Yeah, kind of moving a page from, like, you know, all more typical videos to more of a podcast-centered thing. Yeah, it kind of goes in the algorithm, so... <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice to see a little bit of the old uh the old bounce back there but yeah no i and i think it's safe to say between us going on their channel or their them coming here we're certainly gonna they're gonna be recurring guests because it is really fun to talk with them and drink with them so oh yeah and uh speaking of people we talked to uh we actually just made an appearance on roast mortem doing a good old-fashioned roast of hiroshi uh what the fuck was his name again <laughs> damn it jim um, I don't remember either. <laughs> like okay, we're, we're, to we're, we're too beat up today. He he was the CEO of Nintendo, the president before Satoru Iwata. So, uh, Hiroshi Yamaguchi, I think is his name. Yamaguchi, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we just did that episode. It was a ton of fun hanging out with Travis again and with uh, Tom from Rose Mortem. So, uh, it'll probably be about two weeks before that's out, but we'll whore out all the links once that's available. So definitely make sure to check that out when it drops. And we will have the links below to their, their typical links. So you can check out their other podcasts leading up to ours. And if you recall, there will be a link as well. Uh, we had, we had Travis on, on 152. So, you know, just a couple episodes ago, we, we actually had a lot of, uh, back to back to back guests and us going on other podcasts. So Yeah ton of fun we love it and you know if you guys ever want to see someone that you think would be interested in talking with us or that you'd like to see us talk to let us know we're always free to reach out to folks or just tweet at them and go hey you guys should go on this show see what happens yeah exactly that's nest drunk and speaking of true appreciation going a little bit of out of order um i want to say super thank you to our patreons once again because after talking to a, to a few of these folks um, and more specifically from uh, Matt, Rose Mortem. 
from yeah. Rose Mortem, um, we, we finally are going to give a much needed upgrade to our mic situation. And, you know, the Yetis, everyone I think has a Yeti or had a Yeti at some point. They are fine. We want it to be just a little bit better. And especially like when Jim and I are together sharing one Yeti, he's a loud son of a bitch. I'm not as loud. So like I want to, we're going to try to have them be more equal. So we got better mics coming in with a legit mixer, the cords, the whole deal. So we only did that because you guys help support us and we love just pouring it right back into the show. So thanks. Exactly. We want you guys to make sure that your money's going to a good place. So yeah. But, uh, Jim, I know you said you have you've had you've had a rough past couple of days, but I am glad to see you finally moved away from your typical water, and you know at least you're having local brews, drinking some good old fashioned Yingling Lager. So this is more this is actually a holdover from the Super Bowl because my neighbor brought over a case of Yinglings. So nice, <laughs> killing some of these off. But I just I actually just got back from the bar and uh, I was a bit, I had like five pints of Coors Light, so now I'm using the Yingling. So I'm gonna be top form this episode. <laughs> So I, uh, since it is going to be released on St. Paddy's Day, I am drinking the, I guess it's, yeah, the Axe and Axe and Arrow Brewing, which I've never heard of. So I got this, I think, honestly, probably last year. Their Irish Potato White Stout. It's 5.1% and really awesome can design. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is a stout. You know, everyone thinks stout, thinks dark. I've seen this be a trend of the term white stout. It really looks more like a hazy IPA with a tiny bit of even, like, sediment going on. Mm -hmm. But it, it's freaky. Drinking it, it is creamy. It's like a stout. But this particular one, and for anyone who, I, I think Irish potato is nationwide, but definitely in the Northeast, Irish potatoes are delicious little treats that uh, are basically coconut and a whole bunch of sugar and cream cheese. Uh doused in cinnamon and they're, they're little nuggets they're delicious as hell yep. and uh yeah this this tries to have a little bit of that cinnamon and that coconut sweetness so it, it's it's a nice little stout for five percent it's light so it doesn't sit too heavy so it's not bad if you can find it i'd say give it a try yeah those white stouts blonde stouts i had one a couple months back on the show and yeah it definitely fucks the brain because it's like yeah it's not what it's supposed to be it's like did you ever have the uh the bananas that taste like apples what <laughs> they're 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 mini bananas and what? you take a bite and they taste exactly like an apple so you feel like you're biting into an apple but it's the consistency of a banana it fucks you up i kind of need this because i kind of hate the texture of apples but i love the taste so Ooh, then that might do you like the texture of bananas oh i do well then there you go. well that's the right anything as... anything rod related in my mouth you know i'm trying to go towards jim that's also like I, well candy. i almost just put this in my mouth backwards <laughs> It's like just put the candy lid. grapes, Jim. Have, tell me you've, you've had those. What? How am I just yeah. finding out about these things? <laughs> Jim, there are things beyond just your your old shitty bananas and, and apples. You can't wow. just always go red delicious. Right, I don't even go any of that shit. <laughs> My tooth is get all ouchy. Jim, one of these days, we're just going to ha have you try unique foods. And, and that's fine things that people are like "Ooh, <laughs> look i am more than willing to get a, all this canned bullshit that la beast does for us to do for the fucking uh patrons and shit like that, so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah um i think i'll continue my trend later on with another irish beer but uh it's been a, it's been a little while and i and we've been going hard but i think you and i have both slowed down significantly in what <sighs> we've been playing 
and the level 50 club is is still churning and you guys are still killing it but jim what uh what have you been i don't think we mentioned it since last podcast so what have you been playing Elden ring that's the main thing that i've been playing uh i haven't been able to put as much time into it yet as i've wanted to but i'm about like five six hours into it so far and i'm having a lot of fun with it so you know i mean the game does, like when people say the game doesn't hold your hand the game does not hold your hand like you get out of the like the tutorial level basically the little tutorial dungeon and the first thing you see is this giant ass fucking knight on a horse with a big ass axe He's, I think he's called the Tree Sentinel, and he will fuck your day up. And you learn right away that a big part of the game will be, oh, I'm not ready for this, move on to something else, and just start exploring. So, yeah. But so far, so good, having fun with that. And uh, last night, wow, I was actually you know, trying to make my little weekly post about uh, Scott Hall, because he wasn't dead yet. So I played WFD Arcade Game. That's the first game I've beaten for level 50 in like three weeks. So... Nice. I went through the uh, world championship mode, got the title with it, shit like that. So, game eighteen in the books. But yeah, that's the first game I've beaten in about three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm curious with Elden Ring. So I have played. So this is your first uh, Souls, Souls game. game. And yeah. I'm curious. Is it uh, is it the same mechanic when you die, your souls or whatever you collect stay with your body, so you gotta go back and get them? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I was curious what makes it so different with the open world because the other worlds are pretty open i guess i that's the part not having not played it i don't quite understand like what is the open world mechanic other than because every other world like i said is humongous now it may be i guess maybe just larger or or is it more about crafting items like in the other games you can buy items but yeah you uh, can in this yeah i'm curious like what makes it open world you can buy, you can craft. I actually can't even craft yet. I'm still working my way towards that. Uh, I love the mechanic where you can just summon a horse whenever you want. Like, yeah. you don't have to find a horse. Like, you just, like, whistle, and it's like a spell horse. It just, like, materializes. It's, it's, it's like a little quality of life improvement there, even though, like, you don't have map markers and any of that bullshit. Like, it's, re- <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So it's funny, Jim. You've been so out of the open world game. That, that it's funny, like, Elden Ring players are saying, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because that is, like, since, like, Witcher 3 and, like, even games before that, even Red Dead. Like, that's been the standard. Is like, no matter where you are, you just do a little thing and the horse. Well, I mean, even since Ocarina of Time, like, you could play the opponent song and the opponent will come to you. But I guess because, like, the last open world games I really obsessively played was, like, you know, Fallout and Skyrim and shit like that. Like, oh, you yeah. didn't have stuff like that. So There's no horses there, Jim. They're all dead. Well... <laughs> Meeting horses. Meet them. I don't know. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Like you said, I'm very curious to see your take because it is such a non-narrative-driven game. It is so open-ended. It's like... Uh, I fucking can... I don't care about the George R. R. Martin gibberish. Like, the whole opening <laughs> cinematic, I was like, oh my god, just please end. I don't care about the kerfuffle of Kabubble. I, like, I don't fucking care. Like, please just let me get out in the world and start fighting shit that's too st- powerful for me. Yeah. So, and what's your opening class? More warrior uh, or magic? Uh, more magic. I went easy. Mode. Oh, you went easy mode, you bitch. <laughs> I'm still getting my ass kicked. So you know what? Even easy mode for a you noob like me. Go. Still, eh, <laughs> fucking, yeah. I'm not a wretch. I'm not that fucking balls or anything like that. Like, yeah. So like, I can summon some wolves. I can summon a little wolf pack to help me. Son of a little a quality bitch. of life. Still get my ass killed. 
Means 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 my physical resistance is fucking dog shit. So like you know, a couple sword hits and I'm fucking done. Oh yeah, so. yeah. It's it's the perfect roll simulator. Because all oh, you yeah. do is roll. <laughs> you there is a lot of rolling to be done. Yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah. I I actually just finished a big game I've been working on for probably about two weeks now. God of War and. My God, we'll obviously cover it deeper in level fifty. It's in my top five favorite games of all time. Wow, it's, it's that good. Like it's by, f- it's so far above the other God of Wars, um, and I love it. I can't wait for the next one. But I also I started playing. Uh, I think I mentioned in the last podcast. I did play this weird little game where you're like you're a blob or slime or something that was just on PS Now. It was okay. like called like. I can't even remember the name. I posted it on Twitter. It was a fun, mindless, like like how I needed a palate cleanse at one point. And I was like, you know what? This is like a two-hour game. So I banged that out. It, it was actually funner than it should have been. Now I'm trying out A Boy and His Blob, a.k.a. your game. But it's the PlayStation updated one. Because if you have PS Now, you can you can get that. Cause the oh, really? They re-released like, it on there? Yeah. So it's I don't know if it's like completely identical to the NES title, but it's an updated game so kind of interesting is it like a port of the wii version that i don't know maybe there was like there was a wii remake so if it looks better than an nes game it's probably just like a port of the Wii version. yeah it's definitely better like it's a very stylized like it's almost it's too cutesy for me you know how i feel about like overly cutesy stuff yep but you're a toughie (laughs) part of this is because i'm doing research for a specific top or a six-pack video about blobs and slimes so i'm testing out my theory (laughs) but yeah other than that i haven't really touched much so you know like i said i'm i don't know what my next thing for my level 50 is going to be i'm i want to try to bang out as many of the the resolution games so that way yeah i I gotta get back on those but yeah yeah, once once I got the PS5, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is gonna really yeah, hurt the resolution games. Yeah, it, well, the only good news for me was most of my resolution games were PS4, so that's why it carried over. Luckily, but Lucky there's so duck. many games now that I got PS Now that I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I can play this now. I can play that now. So. Yeah, fucking PS Now cornhole me because it's like, oh, you can like you know play with all the hints and you know player tips and summons and Elden Ring. <laughs> And we'll give you 25% off a year. And I was like, well, 25% off. I'd be a sucker not to get it right now. So, yeah, <laughs> sucking me in. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Another, are... another goddamn service that I'm paying Jim, for. You always Fuck. get suckered into services. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jim, story of your life, right? Basically. I, sh- I should have said, Brian, do you think both of us are going to be playing Astro's Playroom? The uh, game that came with the PS5? Be on our level 50s? <laughs> I haven't even opened it, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't opened it yet either. But from what I actually, from what I've heard, everyone seems to love it. It's just like a cutesy little platformer that's like kind of quick to beat. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm not against it. I may. I, I'll probably yeah, just do it. Especially like you said, I know you and I are gonna blast past fifty. It, it may be an easy like if I see myself getting close to a certain number, if I readjust my goal after fifty and see what's realistic, I might add that on there as a quick fix. But yeah. um, yeah, I already mentioned. Once again, huge thank you to all of our patrons for supporting us. And I know you guys got some questions this week. And before Jim goes into spiel, I want to reiterate, if you are supporting us, make sure to get those questions in. So we love to answer and interact with you guys. Mm-hmm. And patreon.com slash drink a bear play game. We're for as little as $2 a month. 
You can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So first up from JD Mains. One of the reasons I started following the podcast was the awesome combo of beer and gaming. A lot of great lists of series reviews of games make me curious. What about a top five stouts or lagers or even shittiest beer malt liquor? I've had many an argument about the virtues of high life. <laughs> this can be done. I mean, it, it, so for sure, um, I've tried in the past, like, I there's a whole bunch of different beer series I did one create, and I did, like, two or three of these uh, uh, brew reviews, if you will. Um, yeah, you did three beer reviews, like, four years ago. Yeah, and, and and it's another thing. I enjoy making them. It just doesn't seem like, yeah, and, and honestly, if you look up beer and reviews, there's, like, only, like, three semi-sizable like for one reason or another maybe it's because it is alcohol um people just don't seem to want to watch stuff on that but i certainly especially because i'm doing the six-pack videos and my ultimate goal is to have those be a weekly thing because i have so many topics i want to hit up right now it's just such a backlog of like scripting and whatnot um i certainly would love to because on our site i cover like best pumpkin beer best oktoberfest uh you know i'm gonna be talking about the best irish beers this week so yeah i'll i'll easily it's just a matter of like you know is it gonna be me just talking over stock footage of like video games and just talking about beer or like that's the part it's like i don't want to bore you to tears by just having me talk am i gonna be in front of the camera whatever makes the most sense but i'm certainly certainly open to it and then, like you said if there's a particular one you'd like to see um let us know jd yep next up from burn retinas Cartoon series that had the best line of toys. Transformers, Ghostbusters, TMNT, or G.I. Joe. I like that he limited it because I was like, oh shit. I, I No, the answer is X-Men. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> nope, he limited it to, the, to those, Jim. But I'm a 90s boy. We all are. Well, we are. But I'm just saying we have to limit it to... So what he said Ghostbusters, TMNT, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe or Transformers. So I'm going to say no to Transformers just because that was so out of my wheelhouse and there was a lot less of those and they tended to be a little more expensive. I did love the shit out of the Ghostbusters. Um, I never had the Firehouse. I had a buddy who had the Firehouse, but I had, especially the Ghostbuster cartoon toys, those were awesome. Um, but man, at the end of the day, you know what? Fuck, how do you go against TMNT toys? I had so many of those. <sighs> Shit. Did did you play with it? Now, do you think GI Joes? He means the full size or the minis? I mean, that, the, the standard GI Joes were like the three and a quarter inch or whatever they well, were. Well, before those were the big guys. Oh, I'm sure he means the little the guys. Little like, guys? That's the ones everyone talks about. Yeah. See the kid in me that loved the the, like the ones with like those giant playsets like that like fucking yeah. room size battleship toy and all that crap in a space shuttle. I did love those, but I never got any of the big sets. I I, I will tell you, I had mini containers filled with GI Joe weapons, like and having hmm. the guns to use for setting up like crazy scenarios. I think the TMNT were the best ones, and I I kind of have to go with TMNT just because especially once it got into like really goofy ones like monster versions of them and this and that I love them I had a Hawaiian Michelangelo <laughs> he had a guitar in his back and a hula shirt and all that shit <laughs> Yeah you know what weirdly enough I had almost none of any of these toys really? so um Not I was such a I... Joe's No I you know what I basically have no GI Joes 
Like, as a kid, like, I had fuckload of X-Men, fuckload of Batman the Animated Series, and fuckload of Power Rangers. Those yeah. were my wheelhouse. Yeah. but no, Those uh, are more mine, too. But, yeah, I mean, out of this selection, it's crazy because G.I. Joe continued on into the 90s. And do you remember, oh, yeah. I don't know if it was 94 or 95 when they, like, re-came out with G.I. Joe, that show. Yeah, they came out with, like, the bigger the toys bigger and shit ones. like that. Yeah. yeah. I got like, real Like, the extreme into ones that. or something. And then it went away, like, after a year. I was like, oh. Yeah, that kind of bombed. Like, I really remember that. Uh, who's the main G.I. Joe? The fucking guile-looking one. Uh, um, Duke? Duke, right? I think it's Duke, yeah. Yeah, like, when they had that whole, like, commercial line of, like, when, like, uh, Cobra Commander was, like, turning him bad and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. that commercial, like, really stuck out in my head about that playset. Oh, Terminator. I had a fuckload of Terminator oh, the Termi toys, too. Oh, I had the Terminator, the Alien toys which I think were made by the same company, I, I definitely hopped on the Spawn bandwagon when it first came out. And the fact that it came with comic books and, oh, yeah. and Overkill's head, I would shoot my brother with. I would shoot his head off. Like, yeah. Oh, God. I miss toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. But uh, for going back to the question, so the most that I had were Transformers because of my older brother because he had a bunch of Transformers. So I was playing with a fuckload of G1 guys, like all the pure metal ones and shit like that, like the old school Optimus and a bunch of the Decepticons, the awesome sound wave that could shoot out the little cassette, like fucking flying things and all that stuff. Uh, I had the Devastator set, but like I was missing enough of the accessories to put Devastator together, but I had all the pieces like separately. Yeah. So yeah. And, like and was it Megatron that turned into a gun? He turned into a gun. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, he did not have Megatron. So I like all the other bad guys, but no Megatron. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, Transformers out of that selection was definitely the most I had. I had three Ninja Turtles toys. I had the <laughs> Hula Michelangelo, I had Super Shredder, and I had, like, the motorcycle toy that could turn into, like, a glider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, uh, Ghostbusters, I had absolutely nothing, and G.I. Joe, I basically had absolutely nothing. Now, I know you're not a fan of, it's weird I'm going to say this, you're not a fan, it seems like, of 80s nostalgia, except for video games. Like, I feel like movies and TV shows you could care less about. A lot of movies A lot of movies I'm into, but yeah, uh, TV shows I kind of care less. I was going to say, like, have you ever wanted, especially since they put, they put them on Netflix and or, or so many streaming services, like, to go back and watch, like, Ghostbusters or TMNT or any of that? You know what? I actually, uh, I never really, I, like, I caught a couple episodes as a kid of TMNT, but... Uh, for my daughter randomly wanted to, I guess she either had a toy or a sticker or something. She wanted to watch Ninja Turtle. No, you know what it was? Uh, Hulu had one of the like newer Ninja Turtles is like from 2005, okay. but then they took that off and she was like, I want Ninja Turtles. I want Ninja Turtles. So we bought her a season off Amazon prime of like the original first mm -hmm. season of TMNT. And that's like the first time I ever like saw that whole series. Yeah. And it, like season one's only like six episodes, but it's still like, you know, it was like, oh, wow, this is way different than what I was expecting. I didn't know what I was expecting, but it was different than I was expecting. Interesting. I, I, like, I, didn't, like, I didn't realize Krang came, like, immediately. Like, I thought uh -huh. he was, like, a big, like, enemy that came later on and shit like that. And, like, Dimension X was right away. And, yep. like, the origins of Bebop now, and Rocksteady. That, that first season just hits it right off, so. Yeah, it, it really does. The, uh, the extreme, you know, white people doing Japanese accents. Perfect 80s nostalgia. So. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> it was a different time. Hey, it's a... They're not as bad as Mickey mind. Rooney. <laughs> fair. Very fair. But yeah. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. I was, I was a Transformers boy toy-wise. Nice. All right. Next up from Michael Soto. Now that you guys both have PS5s, I'd love to submit my game request as Spider-Man Remastered. 
I guess you mean the new Spider-Man game. I think he just means like, Spider-Man. Yeah, I think it gets like a boost on PS5. But yeah, I mean, gives me a reason to fucking play it. Yeah, I won't argue with that. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's on PS Now too, so you can just down. If you have PS Now, you can just download it. I do have PS Now, so maybe I will yeah. just download it. And that's that, uh, that's a game that was on my list anyway. So yeah, for sure, that's. Super excited to play that. All right, that's on the list. With that being said, my question this week is, have you seen the Batman? If so, would you rank it against the other Batman movies? And if not, do you plan on seeing it? I haven't seen it. I for sure will see I doubt I'll see it in theaters, to be honest. Um, it doesn't... The prospects of it don't excite me. And the thing I really want to do is go in it with... I don't hit on Robert Pattinson. I just... Jim. I, I've accepted that he's a... He's, a fine actor in stuff outside Twilight. I'm not even giving him that. But the aesthetic of how he is, and from, unfortunately, I have heard tiny little bits of spoilers. Why did they legit make him an emo Batman? But it's gotta be green. Like, he's listening to Dashboard Confessional. He's got the hair. Do you re- Did you really need to go that far? Maybe. I, 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 I like, call me... You know, it's the same way as WWF. I, I want Batman to be a dude that looks like he would really kick my ass. I feel but, like if I saw Robin, Robin, uh, Robin, <laughs> Robert Pattinson, there's, it's just not believable. And he's a, he's a fine actor. Like I said, I'm not taking away from his acting ability. Um, I also didn't realize that it's yet another in this trend of three, three hour fucking, fucking movies. hours, which the only time. And I've said I'm not a fan of three-hour movies. I've accepted it with the last Avengers movie because I was like, it's the capstone of the entire like thing. Fine. But to an intro movie, which essentially I know it's not officially, but it kind of is, to start off with a three-hour movie means they're only going to go further. Why is DC like intent on, well, let's cram everything we can into one movie? So... That's my concern, is if you're doing a three-hour movie, I've already heard the spoiler of other villains outside the ones in the previews. I'm like, are you squeezing too much in there? I, I hope not. I hope it's really well done. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely see it. I'm not going to see it in theaters. And like I said, I want it to be good because uh, I don't know. But is it ever going to gel with the whole, like, they're going to keep trying to do Justice League movies? And I, I think they have a Flash movie coming out. It's like... They can't get their fucking wires crossed together. So, I don't know. Bruh, he might be our generation's Michael Keaton, where everyone said Michael Keaton wouldn't be a good Batman, but then he was a great Batman. But, Jim, Michael Keaton is our generation. And we are. No, had no, him. we were four when he. We, we were like three when he was Batman first. That uh, does not count. Uh, it counts, Jim. It does not fucking count. Hey, it counts. But, but, but no, here's just the, like you know, Bri- we, we had him, and then we had Christian Bale. And it's like, I don't think that Pattinson is the next great iteration of him. I think we're a ways off from that. Because there's yeah, been I mean, too Christian, many... Christian Bale was a decent Batman in good movies. He was a, he was a great Batman in great movies. Yeah, but that's what Ben Affleck did. That's what like all of them do. Like... Even Michael Keaton did it. Now, Michael Keaton just sounded They, cool. they were so much more subtle than that. Michael Keaton was... I liked his voice better. But even he, he like, they all do well, it. Well, yeah, you have to change the voice a little bit. But... Oh, trust me. I clowned on Christian Bale. Like, the voice is the... If you're going to nitpick anything in that movie, that's it. That's the only nitpick you really have. Now it's like, okay, will you take a gravelly voice over an emo guy? You tell me. 
I don't know. I'll have to see. But yeah, like Brian, I probably won't see it in the theater. Anyone I would have gone to see it with, for the most part, already saw it in theaters, so I'll wait for streaming. But I do want to see it. And uh, last up from Phony Montana, where does Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall rank among the all-time greats? Yeah. So it's funny, Brian actually put a topic about Scott Hall memories with his recent passing, so this gels right in with that. Let's hop into that. Well, first, let's do a little R.I.P. to Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. I mean... Hey, yo. Yeah, great guy. Well, I mean, as a person... he, he's, a, he's a man with his faults. He had faults, but you know what? Who doesn't? Yeah, I was going to say, as a fucking, someone who doesn't, but as a, as someone... Especially in the realm of professional wrestling. Exactly. I mean, there's way, way worse. There is way, way worse. Yes. <laughs> but here... And, uh, you know... Look, I mean, you know what? You know what? Fucking... He had a good couple years in and at the end. Fucking DDP Yoga brought him back from the brink. It's amazing we got as many years out of him as we did. But just in terms of, like, impact in the business, like, definitely an all-timer. Definitely he's up there with uh, Roddy Piper is, like, you know, among the best who never won a world title. Like, I mean, you could put Kurt Henning there, too, but he was an AWA champ, so that, you know, kind of counts if you're an yeah, old head. But It doesn't. Nah, it was a major thing. It was, Jim, a, bi- it was a thing. Jim, come on. What? You're going to say, like, ColecoVision. Like, come on. Just... Hey, hey. Let's focus on the shit that people will remember and care about. It's... It's Ezra what? Ramon and Scott Greg Hall. Greg Gagne. I mean, <clears throat> here's the deal. Yes, I, I agree with everything you just said. Like, he was always the top of the second tier of wrestlers. Like, for whatever reason, the Razor Ramon character, like, I think as it was getting its stride was also as WWE was in the decline at that moment. So it's like he was in the wrong era. I think him switching over to WCW. I mean... Him and Kevin Nash are the reason that there was. Any I mean, f- him switching to WCW. I mean, the whole business was hurting in '95. That's. But like him and Nash switching to WCW, like revitalized the business, yeah. like by far. And that's what I was saying. Like they are the reason why WCW had any competition and elevate itself. And uh, they know, saved Hogan's career. They fucking. I mean, as Razor hell. Ramon, the thing was like, even as a kid, I, I remember loving him. Um, I didn't until like. You know, until I got to, I don't know, 10 or 11, whatever age I was until I was like, oh, he's Scarface. Like, I didn't know that as a kid. As a kid, I was like, oh, this guy's doing this. And it is a, a, su- <laughs> excuse me, a super sticky thing. But I even love that persona as a kid. I got that. I was like, I could never wrap my head. Was he a good guy? Was he a bad guy? But he always fought with the good guys, but he's bad. But, like, I love that idea. Like, it was so great to me. And, um... For me, before Shawn Michaels became my favorite wrestler, I hated Shawn Michaels because I, I he was going against Razor Ramon, and in those lo- ladder matches, I was always like, Razor's got to win it. First one, he won it. The second one, when he lost, I was like, no. But, um, you know, also, like, when 1-2-3-Kid betrayed him, like, I couldn't get over that. I was like, you son of a bitch. Uh, his moves, like the fallaway slam, I remember thinking was such a cool move, but the Razor's edge goes down as one of the best finishers and oh yeah and when you're doing it with your friends like i look at that as the pinnacle of like i how am i gonna put this it's it's one of the most complex moves to actually pull off right because everything else was like simple like switch in music you're just kicking someone in the face stunner you just kick and do this but to like hoist up especially like the hoist up part and like get them over your head to clear it like it made me respect it so much more 
Um, you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I never watch much WCW, but the only times I would were NWO related shit. And, you know, I feel like he's unfortunately always been the best supporting character who elevated all those around him. When he was in matches with people, like with The Rock, especially when he came back later, made it look so much better. So, Well, like, that's a testament to him, too. Like, even when he was in the throes of his, like, bad addictions and shit like that. Like, when he came back with the NWO in, like, 2002 or whatever. Like, he was a hardcore drunk then. Yeah. But his match with Austin at WrestleMania 18 is still pretty goddamn good considering how much of a mess of a person he was back then. Yeah. I mean, and like, I mean, like you said, he always, like, he's a guy who just, like, he was always about the business, you could say, more than just elevating himself. Like, yeah. he put over 123 Kid in that, like, ridiculous upset. Yep. He put over basically fucking everyone. He, you know, gave Sting the idea to do the crow makeup. He, you know, helped come up with the NWO ideas. He fucking. Like, when it comes to being, like, a mind for the business, he was a fucking genius. Yeah. Like, the man, and the man just knew how to be over no matter where he went, what era, no matter what. Like, the dude, I mean, fucking, it's a shame he had his demon. It's almost like another William Regal where it's a shame he had so many demons for so long because he could have done so much more in the business and his prime. But Yeah, yeah, and, and it's like, who knows, would he have ever truly gotten over more if he had his shit together i don't know but it's like i feel like there are those people in the business and we just gave a few names like that it's going to be sad they might not ever get the true appreciation they deserve for what they did to elevate everything but for me like he you know it's unmistakable he's going now it's like he was definitely one of my favorite back set back then and i truly appreciate and think you know i'm glad like you he seem to find some kind of salvation and recoup a, a lot of himself with ddp yoga and that whole situation I, I was just glad to see that you know oh yeah and like it's actually fucking um it's actually funny to see like the you know the outpouring of support on like twitter and all of social media yeah. like one of my favorite ones i saw today was this guy like man he was so fucking cool spanish motherfuckers learned he was just some white guy and they didn't care we were still doing yeah. razor's edges in the pool like that, well that's a shit like i'm i'm glad and I'm off Twitter, but I'm like, dear God, if I see anyone, like, come back and be like, why he wasn't okay, like, I'll be like, shut the fuck up. You know what? I have seen absolutely nothing like that. Yeah. Like, you want to talk a guy, basically, like, among wrestling fans who's universally loved, like, among the old heads who stopped watching 20 years ago, among everyone current, like, just fucking everyone loves Scott Hall. Yeah. No, I. but here's the deal. You know eventually, and it's not going to be a wrestling fan that has the issue. It's it's going to be someone's going to be like, who's this guy trending? And look into it and be like, well, that's not okay. Like, And it's going to be some jackass like that where it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, Well, I mean, what's the words you can really say, though? Like, oh, he was a drunk? Like, all right. No, the impersonation of the, like, the, you know, the Cuban accent and all that. Oh God! I I hope someone tries to make that argument. They will get ratioed in the fucking. Well, that dirt. that's my. But I'm saying like, I'm so happy I haven't seen. I don't like. I don't ever want to see it. But unfortunately, I think that's bound to come. But like, I I am glad for the most part. The little bit I have seen, it's just positive. Like that sucks because you know, like we said, yeah, there's way worse people out there. And at the end of the day, though... Oh, my God, by far. Yeah. You know, it's like... It is, it is sad. And he had... What? He had multiple heart attacks, right? Uh, yeah. So, basically, for anyone who doesn't know, he... Apparently, like, maybe a week or two ago, I guess he fell and broke his hip. And as he went in for hip surgery during whatever the fuck happened, 
maybe it was the anesthesia, I don't know what, but he took three heart attacks during the procedure, and that basically finished him off. Yeah. So they uh, they kept him on life support for a day or two, and then they took him off, and within eight hours he was gone. So how old was that shit? I want to say like sixty four, sixty five ish. That's it. Holy yeah, shit. I think it was. I think it was born in '58 when I saw okay. earlier. So wow. whatever that translates to. Shit, but no, like yeah, it's said. a shame. If it wasn't for that like freak accident, like it's a, it's a, definitely even more of a shame in a lot of ways with the freak <coughs> accident deaths, like Jeez. you know, because wrestlers notoriously like you know, especially from his era, dying super young. Yeah, and for all the shit he went through to like survive that long to you know have a freak thing like that take him out. It's like when Dusty Rhodes basically fell and couldn't get up in his house, and he got found like a week later. Yeah. Like it's you know that's the kind of sad shit you don't want to see. But I mean, it's unfortunate. Eh, it's but at life. the same time, yeah. How often is either a really extreme violent ends to wrestlers' lives by taking their own lives, or way too young having heart attacks, like because yeah. of I mean, yeah. I mean, it was the meme of like the heart attack at forty. Like you know, yeah. it took out so many people. So I, say, I, I my only hope is without, and, and I'll be a honest like i didn't dive deep into all of his family and whatever issues i i hope he was able to make peace with those he did love and care about and i hope like you know it sucks that he went but i hope he at least got to a place where things were better with those he loved yeah i know his one son cody uh he wrestles he's on the independent scene he's not great but you know he's out there he's doing his thing yeah but you know scott was very supportive with that so and i think he had another son too so yeah yeah. Seems like he got his shit together. So at least he had that, you know, good end of the run. Yeah, man. No, but it, it, it's definitely sad. Hey, raising a beer to the bad guy. Fuck yep, it. for sure. So. But yeah, with that, that will end our questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone who is supporting the page. Like we said, expect very soon to see some way better equipment from <laughs> us. Your Patreon dollars go a long way for helping us out. We just really support it or appreciate it either way. Yeah. And uh, if you're new to the page and uh, this is your first time listening, head on over to iTunes and Spotify. Leave some subscribes. Leave us a five-star review. Any uh, five-star comment we'll read, even if you want to bash us. And if you have any kind of rebuttals to anything we talk about, feel free to email us or leave a comment on YouTube. We respond to basically all comments because we are small enough that we can still do that. So. <laughs> Thank you guys. Truly appreciate it. All right, Chambers. So in a continuation of one of the most interesting little trials we've been following in the beer world, where stone brewing is suing uh, Coors, uh, we had mentioned that the trials were to begin, and they they have been ongoing. And in the tweet link we have, we have kind of like ongoing coverage from this uh, Brendan Palfreyman. Yeah. So, um, so for anyone new to the page, uh, this, so like we said before, we didn't start doing this podcast weekly until like April of 2020. So, very sparsely intermittent before for a couple years. So we've actually been following this trial since it like kind of first dropped back in like 2017, 2018. So for those of you out there who do not know, Stone Brewing, which is like the number six, number eight, like overall brewer in the United States, but it's still, you know, craft beer, suing Miller Coors for their Keystone Lights rebranding, where they changed the cans instead of saying Keystone to Keystone, like one on top of the other. And this has been a thing that's been going back and forth for years. And after many long years, the trial has finally begun as of March 7th. 
Yeah, and it's fascinating. Like some of the highlights. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) So, so here's the deal. I both doubled down on my like this is ridiculous, and then more to the specific points being made of, you know, I still say, how confusing is it that you're buying a friggin' thirty pack of beer for whatever eighteen bucks, or you're getting an IPA that's very stylized and costs significantly more just because they have the name stone in it. But then like some of the things that made sense is like when you have the wall of keystones, you can't see the key. You only see the stone. Um, but it's fascinating the back and forth because now it seems both sides have been on the stand. Two of the things I loved right off the bat was like right off the bat, the, the Molson core CEO and, just has oh gavin hattersley said like we purposely made this beer to compete with anheuser-busch it was a target at them they're like we're not competing with an ipa from san diego like that was not they came out first they came out over 10 years before or keystone keystone but the rebranding that's the important part here is yes no one's debating keystone's been out but it is a weird design choice like keystone has always been the full thing and the can design now makes zero sense like why they have stone so big and their claim ultimately has been like yo our fans have always called our beer stones i can't say i know that to be a fact i i think that was more of a marketing thing when they had keith stone in the 2000s yeah like grab the stone like it, it very well once again that could be the case um so on one hand you hear that and you go okay like that makes kind of sense but like i said the other part of this is people are trying to paint like the david versus goliath but jim just pointed out of course stone brewing is nowhere near as big as coors but it is by far one of the biggest craft breweries in america so they're not hurting at all and they are so happy to any brewery who has stone in the name. And I was about like to that, bring that up. That's a real shitty point. Like, it's one thing you're you're punching up, you're going against the biggest dog out there. But, like, they go after the smallest dog out there. So uh, that's why, All like, I can't... All the time. They are copyright trolls. Yeah. They're like Nintendo of the beer world. Yeah, kind of. I, and so it's like, you know... I don't care who I personally don't care who wins because neither one's going to hurt from the whatever comes out from this. Like, I don't even know if if uh, no, I if, care. Fuck Greg Coke. Fuck that goddamn <laughs> copyright shown cocksucker. But you know what? Sue me next. I could use the publicity. I don't fucking care. You know, like saying like the first day of trial, like they stack the courtroom with people in stone brewing T-shirts and employing from stone brewing. I'm like, what the? Of course they did. Fucking piece of shit. Trying to say that like, oh, they had like a focus group where people were like, oh, well, I was in a store and I was confused. But then I, I saw a thing, thing of Keystone. And it's like, yeah, you might find a few people who could be confused by that. But Miller Coors' rebuttal, which is kind of hilarious, is like, hey. We go for a poorer, more working class audience. Yeah. That's why we sell a cheaper brand. Like, they're like, there's no way that people are going to be confused by an $18 case of 36 beers and a $40 case of 24 beers. Like, and that, and and actually, they have the data to prove it. Like, they say at least 40% or more of Keystone consumers make less than 30,000 a year. And, you know, they're, 
their their beers are price conscious, like they said. They have all these crazy deals, like buy twelve get three free. Like that's apparently so, one of their big uh, one of their big selling points that like made them successful was the yeah. It's basically a fifteen pack where it's like oh you get three free beers. Yeah, and and here's, and here's another deal. fucking thing. So Stone Brewing's trying to say that uh, you know their profit margins been reduced by you know some. It's been a large percent from like. 2011 to 2016 or whatever the fuck it was. It, the details yeah. are in the articles listed below. And I fully suggest you check out this Brendan uh, Palfreyman's uh, coverage because he's covering day by day and he's doing yep. a great job. We're giving you the TLDRs right now, but um, like, uh, fucking... No, but but to your point right oh, there... Oh, no, here's the thing. When they were saying that they lost all his business over the years, yeah. uh, the craft beer scene exploded. It's yeah. not because of Keystone. It's because you have a billion competitors at this point. Yeah, and that is the number one problem. Is like, yeah, that correlation there should be what number of craft breweries have increased. And as we've said, that's what the fastest growing business in America for those years that they specifically started taking a hit because craft breweries blew up like crazy. Um, you know, I still can't buy. I've never been to a beer store where the section, like there is a section for macro brews and there's a section for craft. It is very seldom, even in like bottle shops, usually one, if you're going to get singles of anything, it's all the like Bud, Miller, this Oh, shit. bottle shop, you're not going to see Keystone. But, but that's my point. Like, even if you did, you're not going to see it sitting right next to Stone. Oh, no. You're not going to see it sitting next to... Here's another thing. Like, supermarkets? Supermarkets don't carry Keystone. Supermarket Keystone's in beer distributor stores. or like the, you know, abide by the case yeah. stores that we've been talking about. Like, you know, like one-off six-pack stores or fucking, for the most part, like... I, I still say fucking Stone Brewing has a bigger market reach than fucking just Keystone, the brand itself. And here's the deal. This is where I hate our current generation, is... The th something that's being submitted in court as official evidence is that, you know, Greg Koch is basically saying that he really f discovered this after reading a Reddit thread where beer drinkers said they'd initially been confused by the rebranding for one of his. It's like, so you're now claiming Reddit as a viable source, Reddit of all places. Um, one thing I will say, though, is like, how do you fuck this up? And I feel like, Jim... This would be a you move. The CEO of Molson Coors uh, couldn't understand, couldn't even say what the common ingredients in beer was. Hey, you know what? You're a man at the top. You're the businessman. You don't got to do Jim. the grunt work. That's Jim. fucking. That's nah. not. That's not even a semi. Except it's not like they're saying what is the percent breakdowns. What are five basic ingredients at every single? Well, not every beer shittier beers always have jim what are the ingredients in beer um hops barley yeast and water and one thing that keystone and most and cores have is corn syrup okay corn syrup so yeah. yeah so hop yeast barley malt water like that is the tenement of every single beer you've ever drank now they add in adjuncts like corn syrup or some people do rice whatever but like the fact that he couldn't say that, it's like, come on, and and he. So Brian, point, what you're saying is I should be the CEO of Molson Coors. I I mean, basically, you are at this point. You've put enough stock in there. <laughs> I mean, but but you know, it's like when there is a legitimate case, 
And as I said, I don't ever want to make the, uh, you know, I don't like trying to defend Molson Coors, but I don't like Greg Coke, like you said, because he's a shithead who turns around and does that copyright bullshit. So it's like, I can't, I definitely can't defend him. There's um, no, there's no real little guy in this. Like they try to play that they're a little guy, which has been my fucking, one of my gripes since the very beginning. It's like, motherfucker, you're not a little guy. Shut the fuck up. It'd essentially be like the NFL, the NHL suing the NFL. One is smaller than the other, but it's not like magnitude. It's not minor leagues going to major leagues. It's, right. You know, so I obviously we will continue following us. And like I said, make sure you click the link. If you are interested, this guy, Brendan, as Jim said, does a great job. And, he, and what's nice is the way he summarizes it and highlights specific things from the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, the way I'm seeing it transpire now we're just seeing a text i'm really curious who's going to come out on top of this one yeah it seems like molson coors is very confident that it's just going to be thrown away obviously if it's got to this point i don't know how confident you can be that's definitely going to get thrown away but still god i mean the only way you just kind of hope whoever the judge is is just like a guy who's like you know had a (laughs) bunch of beer before basically yeah. Isn't a craft beer snob? Just some guy who doesn't want to stick it to the big ones. Yeah. So, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. If you if you have been watching this, if you're interested in it. But like I said, highly, highly recommend you follow along. Oh, yeah. It's by far the most interesting beer story of the last <laughs> five years. Beer stories are fucking boring for yeah. the most part. Like we and try to put in as we try to put in as many as we can, but like outside of mostly. oh, this brew we put elf come in their beer. Like no one fucking cares. No. So like there's nothing to talk about. And it's never it's never it's very rarely like cool good news. It's always like oh this like any major company there was uh, terrible things being done to certain employees or it's yeah like someone suing someone for copyright like and copyright in beer especially because of the craft beer scene. Yep. Like. We've we've seen bands suing beers. We've seen movie like it's tough because naming conventions and all that shit. It it's a messy world. It, it really. I feel bad for even if you have the most simple thing that you're trying to brew and you're just using a name that means something to you. You better not have stone in a name. You better not ha- like. It's crazy. Yeah. No. I mean, I would not want to be fucking jumping in at this point. No. So. But, but speaking of Twitter <laughs> and interesting things, um, instead of Gamers Mad, Jim, you, you have it listed here as Devs Mad. Developers Mad! Because <laughs> fucking going back to good old Elden Ring. Elden Ring, it is driving players crazy with its difficulty, and it's driving other developers crazy with its success. So sure there was is. a snippy little thread on Twitter about a week ago. Um... Starting from um, a guy named Ahmed Salma, and who he is, he is a game like user enjoyment experience director for a bunch of different things. He's worked on most recently Battlefield 2042, so like that's been his big one, but also Horizon Zero Dawn. And Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon's had this great thing for both their releases where they release a week before another major open world game and they get completely overshadowed by it. Mm-hmm. So Horizon Zero Dawn got completely overshadowed by Breath of the Wild a week later. Horizon Forbidden West or whatever the new one's called yep. was the hot topic for a week. 
completely overshadowed by Elden Ring after the week later when that came out. Yeah. So he put out a little snippy thing saying, the fact that Elden Ring scored a 97 Metacritic is proof that reviewers don't give a flaming poop about game user experience. My life is a lie. So there's been a bunch of different, uh, you know, things back and forth. With one guy, uh, his name Horizon Forbidden Blake, going Nora Quest Design, really. And this Blake guy was a Quest Designer for Horizon Forbidden West. And guess what? Both of them got fucking rigged through the coals and both are private now because they're gigantic pussies. I, so... And they're so butt-mad that no one cares about their game anymore. Well, here's the deal. Um... And no, I, well, before I don't, you start, yeah. you know, you start. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. So here's the deal. Like, it is a, you can call it butthurt, but here's the deal. Can't they just have that opinion? I don't agree with like, if you're gonna have the opinion, own up to it. Like they then they protected their tweets, like most most of these developers too. I don't know if that was like maybe their company came back at them, like what the fuck you doing? Like could don't be. Yeah. Do that. But I I don't like that approach. Like. They're not, if you're not the CEO, if you're just a worker, you should be able to have like a stupid comment like that. Um, you know, it is a, it is an interesting thing because the Ahmed uh, Salama guy, Salama is he Bing like, Bang, whatever. Is, he, is he like a big, no, like, but both of these guys, I like, I, I mean, I talking out my ass, but. Like, they're not huge names in the business. Like, they're, you know, guys who work yeah. in the games. So, like, the most part, every a lot of people's first experience with these names is by seeing his thread and the aftermath of it. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. Like, say what you want about Elden Ring. Um, I'm not convinced, like, most of these games. This initial wave has been particularly crazy for, for the, like, the buy-in. Like, Bloodborne came... And it was big, but it wasn't even a hair as big as this. No, this is this is taking the world by storm. The last two, and that's what I mean. I think it's yeah. because they've waited so because fans were pissed off. Like, Bloodborne's not quite as grindy as the other Dark Dark Souls games, and so now this is a return to form, and it's been the big wait. But I think there's so many people just jumping on the bandwagon of like, I'm gonna play it, and. The drop-off rate has also been insane, which doesn't get discussed as much. But still, yeah, like, it, it got the Metacritic scores. But, like, have you ever taken any of those scores here? Like, when is the last time you've seen them give what you would consider a realistic score? No. Like, no. When is a game ever under, like, 92 or, like, 89? or so? It's like every For game For a big is release. A... And, I, and I think Horizon got, like, really good Metacritic scores, it's too. Amazing. So it's not like they got raked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, for, and Horizon, you know... <laughs> To me, it's a shitty, weird jab to take at a random guy, but it's he's not wrong. Like, yeah, Elden Ring doesn't give shit about quest design. That's it's it, his statement wasn't wrong. It was just now it's weird he's blocked it. If he did it because he's too much of a bitch to deal with the backlash, that's shitty. If he was told to do it by his company, well, that's shitty too. So it's like either way, it's shitty. So I I don't know. Yeah, now I'm actually 100% with you because, like, my first take was, dude, if you're the developer behind a game and you're trying to defend your game, I have no problem with that. I no. want developers to shit talk about other games then. Yeah. Like, be proud of your product. But, you know, don't fucking, you know, get a bunch of angry tweets back and then go protected mode. I hope for these guys' sake and for the sake of their bulls. Their fucking bulls. His men. 
I hope that they got told by their bosses to go protect. Let's see, my my thing, if they got told by their bosses, they probably would have just had to delete everything and write, like, some, like, little stupid apology or something. And be like, oh, I got over, you know, I'm sensitive about my game. So if they're all going protected, I'm just thinking they're just bitching out. But, like, like fucking, if you just double, double down, triple down, double say, down. I worked I on this that. game, I worked on this game, I think I made a great product, this is why my game's better than the game everyone's talking about. Yeah. Play my game. I, I, I would see troll, welcome like, that. Yeah. I want 100%. to see that shit 100 Like, find the little flaw. <laughs> find flaws in Elden Ring. Be like, huh, my game can do this. Can you do this? Like, do shit like that. Like, th yeah, I want to see that. Like, because, you know, unfortunately, we're so. Now, used is it to... a little bit uncouth? Sure. Does it come off as being, you know, butthurt that everyone stopped talking about your game? Sure. But you know what? Still, but, at that point, then fucking just go all in. What do you got to lose? You already look like a bitch, so fucking make a point of it now. But here's the deal. As we've said, like, that's the same argument as, like, oh, what are you jealous of? Someone who's a billionaire? Yes. Yes. Like, when, when someone shits on... And, and, and here's the thing. As, as a dude, the, the most infamous common thing for a dude is, like, Oh well, such and such is only fucking him because he's rich or this or that. It's like yes, like okay. is there a criteria you'd be happier that like why this is happening in this game? You can add in all the things you want. This game's only successful because it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's still successful. But like, yeah, this is a butthurt thing that's just saying, fine, it's successful. But that's like you and I've said, it, controversial or not. Neither of us are like diehard fans of the Beatles. We might find a lot of their shit boring, but we're not e not ever going to deny the fact that they're the most one of the most imp impactful bands ever. Right. And this game, it can't be. It doesn't matter what shade you throw at; it's not going to change it. But I like the idea, like you said, point out like, yeah, our game's better at this, this, and this. Like, I like that kind of like, well, fuck you, like you know, I. <sighs> I don't you know, know what? We used to have that in sports. We don't have it anymore. Teams used to fucking hate each other. And that's when you had those classic that, rivalries that's and my shit point. like that. Like, dude, and, and maybe it's the Philly fan in us. We, we've dealt with a shitty, shitty every sports team forever who every once in a blue moon maybe pulls out the big win. So we've always been like, yeah, well, fuck you because da 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 da. Well, you know what? Give us Jordan versus Bird. Give us Horizon versus Elden Ring and give us a reason why. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's make it interesting. I you want to get wild? Let's go wild. Well, that's what sucks is like Twitter. Unfortunately, for someone like that, he is a human, and that what you what you saw is a legit human. It's a dude that took pride in his shit, and he took a he took a blow at once again whoever this other guy is. You should be allowed to have that. Like you shouldn't always just have to be like I'm a representative of this company. Like, I, how many things do you watch where you say the views expressed in this stream or this video are not the views of the company? Like. Oh Just yeah. Have that be your standard thing and hey common ass person. Also, if you are someone who likes Elden Ring, don't shit on the whole company who made Horizon cuz one guy is doing this. Like that's the other part of that is don't be like acting like Horizon is butthurt. It's this one particular guy. So well, I, in this case a few, but I know, but what I'm just saying like, you know, we should allow those moments. And as someone who likes to see the interactions, like, if you're a shit poster or whatever, like, also realize, yeah, it's just coming from this one person. Like, I don't, I hate the blanket it, like, you're associated with this company, so the whole company thinks this. Yeah, That's yeah. not true either. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
I want to see that back and forth because all the shit Horizon Zero Dawn caught, uh, or Horizon Forbidden West caught with like the design of their chick being like too manly and all the the memes that came with that. Oh so, yeah, that was a whole thing too. Because that's where I would like to see Elden Ring clap back with that. Be like, we have more features for our females than you. Like, throws. I want to see legit wrestling style shade being thrown back and forth. But not even that. I mean, like the character design and shit was basically universally supported by the internet. Every time some like fucking. Edge would be like, oh, she's not hot enough, or oh, she's got some facial hair. It's like, well, that's what real people have, shit like that. So no, it's no, not, no, I know, but I'm saying I want to see Elden Ring take that low blow, <laughs> like, because also it's not going to hurt their numbers. I, I, that is I, true. I want to see that. Like, it doesn't matter what you say in an argument; doesn't have to be true. No, it's no, I don't fun. think they can make that argument because I tried to give my character some real honking tits, and they didn't let me. So <laughs> when they said chest, it just made the chest more muscular. It didn't make the uh, didn't make Damn the bazongas more bazongi. So, yeah, I, I, I love things like this, and I want to see more. Like like I said, I joke, I jokingly and unjokingly would love to see more of that. I want to see shade being thrown between them. Just yeah, like it's shit. fun. I don't work for these people. Fuck it. Just like 90% of the time, if you've ever watched a UFC fight and there's weigh-ins, don't get me wrong, these guys fucking hate each other. But there's so many more times they're like, we have to add in a little bit more entertainment, so you have to, like, spice up the interviews and talk shit to each other so you want to show people there's like a competition coming so oh yeah people who've been best friends their whole life all of a sudden they're like you know the biggest enemies it's like motherfucker that's been pro wrestling since the 50s exactly so yeah um i i would love to know though like i said the real reason behind going protected if it's just because he couldn't handle the shit super super bitch move if it's because he was told that just sucks. Like, you know, then I don't know what to say about that. Right. And we'll probably never know either way. So. No, we won't. And we'll never follow up. But like I said, I do I do like things like this. So I want you, if you're listening and you know of shade being thrown between developers, let us know because I love this shit. <laughs> Damn right. All right. And to uh, round out this week, eh, something that's a little bit more, unfortunately, topical in the world today. Yeah. Uh, so, Advance Wars 1 and 2, the remakes that were slated to come out on August 8th, have been delayed indefinitely because of very obvious current world it events. April 8th, not August. <clears throat> Did I say August? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah, Advance Wars 1 and yeah, 2. Yeah, we are under a month away. Like, the game, you know, is basically, quote-unquote, ready to come out. It's just a bit of a stretch, Jim. Uh, you know what? Here's 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 my tinfoil, Alex Jones. Okay. This is a game that has been... It's had a lot of development problems already, and it's okay. already been delayed. So I think... Excuse. I'm thinking excuse. Okay. That, see, I that... I buy way more, because here's a deal. Yes, it's a wartime simulator. And, and yes, there are characters who are caricatures of Russian characters. Who you go against and can play as. So, okay. It, uh, so, it's like... And there has been a history before, you know, anyone jumps on us or whatever. So, like, the first Advance Wars came out on the Game Boy Advance on in North America on September 10th, 2001. So, because of events that happened a day later, the other releases got released. I think Europe was delayed by a year. In Japan, it didn't come out for, like, another four yeah. years or something. So, something crazy. So it's not like there isn't a, you know, quote-unquote precedent. 
I'm still not buying the president thing. I'm still just thinking they found an excuse to delay a game that wasn't they got ready. an issue. Because it's very stupid of me to make this statement, but true outrage, not not the ten thousand people that might tweet about it in the entire world. But do you think there would be true outrage of a war, a cartoony wartime game that honestly, like, how much press do you think this game really would have gotten? There would have been some articles. I don't think people would have cared that much. Like, I don't think the normal buying public would have cared. Like, yeah, social media, there would have been the articles that are like, of course, is this the best look in, you know, the current world climate? Of course you would get those articles and shit like that. And, you know, if people want to say that's like, you know, I can see the argument there, but it's like, like you said, it's not a realistic military strategy simulation kind of deal. And you know what? Fucking here's the, the, you know, the, the best argument. Wars happen every day that people don't care about, but because it happens in parts of the world where we don't make any money, no one cares. And we've had war games coming out forever. So, you know, there's a little bit of hypocrisy there. So, it's just, it's the kind of, man, fucking North America, we've had our own invasion shit too. And we release war game after war game during that shit. So, it's it's a whole thing. I just, like, I really think, like, if you want, you, you can make an argument. And, like, there has been a lot of arguments on Twitter about, uh, you know, people being like, oh, look at the gamers mad that they can't get their war game during when an actual war is, when World War Three is happening. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean. It's like, I think you're jumping the gun a little there, but. Of course it is. Yeah, and, and that that's what I'm interested in. Like, I don't know. Have you seen much on Twitter about it? You know what? It kind of dried up after a couple of days. Like, that was a big story for like three days, and then everyone went, man, we moved on. So. I. You know what? <sighs> And you know what? Like, talk, like that's the crazy thing about the internet. Like, this came out on March 9th, the announcement. People argued for like two days about it, and then everyone moved on. So here, here's a question I had, and it's an article I meant to to add on here. It's not funny, but I am laughing because um, we've kind Careful. of been jokingly covering this for a while. Did you see the thing about Russia legalizing video game piracy in response to the sanctions? Yes, yes, I did. I meant to I, I didn't put, put that it on, on here, here but... but like, like you said, it's it's funny because we've been joking about piracy. Like, can you imagine now, like Nintendo wanting to take part in like the war because they're like they're pirating our games, you fucker! Like, <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, like I mean, we'll talk way out our ass here, but I of mean, like, you know what? You know what? Fucking, you cut off every source of like. Online banking, even fucking, like, fucking cryptocurrency. The thing that's supposed to be, like, you know, non-centralized and available to everyone. Fucking crypto cut off Russia. Every streaming service, every game service, every fucking credit card company, everyone's cut off Russia. So Russia's gone, well, fuck it. Pirate everything then. We won't, we won't litigate yet. It's like, if you give no one any options, what do you expect to happen? Well, that, that. What it it opens up an interesting thing to me is like, is that in a perfect world? Hopefully, and like before we get into all this shit, like I don't fucking obviously I'm not in support of Russia invading the Ukraine and shit like that. Like fucking any armed invasion, bad. Even if America does it, bad. Like you know, just get that out of the fucking way. But still, you back baby into a corner and take everything away from them. You gotta kind of expect people to start stealing right behind your Keystone. <laughs> I mean, I mean here's the deal. Yeah, a lot of that shit it doesn't need to be said if it if somebody thinks otherwise of us that 
it is what it is. I'm Whatever. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. However many years, and I'm hoping this there is a quick resolution to this because it is fucking terrible. Say this pirated thing does actually happen, and there becomes like a secondary market in Russia. Is there any possibility of that having an actual impact on gaming market? Like, say their pirating goes to like, we're gonna publish, republish games, and then put the ship. I, I, and this is my tinfoil hat, and I'm not saying right. like I care because of the collecting market. I'm just saying like, I don't know what Russia's buying power for video games have been. You know, but I, you know what they, they? As far as I know, they've never been a huge market. Okay. Like they've they've always been there, but I mean, like the biggest markets for gaming have always been North America and Japan, yeah. and then like secondary has been like UK. Third tier has been like Brazil, like Latin America, and then like go off from there. I I am curious though, like, <laughs> is this going to backfire further for Russia? And, and like you said, the real, you know, the thing that sucks is for the common russian citizen who doesn't want this to be happening to begin with has no oh say. yeah um my question dude, is dude, dude if you actually before i cut you off real quick have you seen the fucking brass balls on that one fucking so there was a newscaster who basically was like one of the top newscasters in all of russia and she came out on her show and said that she was against this and she hasn't been seen in a week i mean i yeah it's 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 the reality of realizing, you know, the common thing is how oppressed or whatever Americans are. And then when you see real life, like other countries and how they operate, you go, oh, it's really not so bad here. It, it puts things in perspective. And that is a super shitty part of this. But uh, do you think these sanctions, like if the piracy numbers are crazy enough, like I, I, I wonder if like future video game companies will like, either upcharge up the ass for future games, whatever this does end, hopefully once again soon. Um, I'm just thinking like long term. Like what do you think impacts are to to Russia and their and their players? You know I I'll be And this is I and have... this is you and I we we're talking as we said, we're talking out of our ass. It's not like we know anything about this. I'm just curious like Oh no, we're farming we're foreign diplomacy <laughs> retards, so we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's going to be an impact for the common Russian person. Like, I mean, they're the ones who are getting hurt the most. Like, Putin's not going to be being hurt by these sanctions to Russian people. Like, that's why you do sanctions. You do all these sanctions to hope the people uprise against their government and shit like that. Like, that's the fucking plan. So, unfortunately, you know, they're the ones getting cornholed by all this bullshit. So, they're going to, you know what? It'll be like any other market that, like, you know, either gets upcharged out the ass or has crazy tariffs or other kind of bullshit. Like... They're going to find a way, and, you know, if they have a, you know, crazy black market for tech that starts going up, it's not going to really go away anytime soon either. So it'll probably be always a thing that goes this, you know, this way forward. What I would like to research and follow up with this is, are there any companies, like, I, I saw initially, like, McDonald's, Coca-Cola pulled out, like, and I realized, I heard, like, That Pepsi. fucking 500-pound guy who fucking chained himself out the outside of McDonald's. <laughs> it didn't have to be a fat guy. It didn't really have to be a fat guy. Is there any chance it wasn't going to be a fat guy, Jeff? Yeah, probably not. But but I, I've, I've heard, like, Pepsi pulled some of its stuff but has other stuff that's still going to get, like, so I, I've heard, like, yeah, lots of companies are now getting behind, as you said, even crypto, even banking, all this shit. Um, yep. I'm curious if there is any companies that are like, we're still going to sell to Russia. Like, 
other than streaming services directly, I'm sure like physical video games. I'm and I would. I been. think Papa John still is because they're like, hey, people still need a good pizza. It's like okay. <laughs> well, you know, then you get into the uh, what we just said. The uh, what's the word? Philosophical argument of like taking it away is if take, you're taking away from people who don't want it either. Right. So it's like you're hurting the country as a whole. Yeah, that's its own argument. I, who knows? I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, honestly, if you're a company, a large company, it would be a bad look right now to send anything to Russia. Oh, yeah. All right, so it's like I'm curious if there is any video game company. And jokingly, I was going to say, like, I could see Nintendo still being like, send they buy lots of wii u's well you know like just something <laughs> nintendo would be like it's a profit margin come on we're not giving this up <laughs> would that be the ultimate irony if the only market they're at least advanced for is it is russia <laughs> <laughs> that would be you know what and i wouldn't be shocked <laughs> it would uh... I, i'm I, like i said I, i'm more curious uh what what the outcome once everything's done what what it looks like how it impacts you know the the shitty joke everyone made at the beginning of this before it got super serious was like oh well call of duty has its next campaign it's like mm. it's like i here's the deal say <laughs> say many bad things about call of duty and i'm talking about a company who made a uh campaign mission no, no russian what fucking timing for call of duty of all franchises before this even happened, and it's and before anyone, all the history buffs going, well, they've been in conflict since 2014. I fucking know. But until, like, <laughs> full-scale, you know, armed combat. Like, yeah, Call of Duty, I think a week before shit went down, was like, oh, we're delaying the next one for a year, like we talked about before. But be careful, because so, they're, they're not delaying this year, so they're delaying 2023s. Yeah, this one's already... Oh, God. So this one, <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> That, that that's the one I was gonna say. I don't. I don't even, even know, know what this which... one's supposed to be set in. I have no fucking idea. But could you imagine if for some reason? Well, okay, so they just did Cold War, so I guess they can't do that. But like, yeah, could you imagine if it like just so happened to be something tied to this? Like, ooh, I know they wouldn't release it at this point, but still, no, they want it, but that would just be a still a yeah, yeah, it's. It's a spicy know, meatball. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a fascinating time, and it's uh, you know, with advanced war, it, it, is that going to create a string though? If it is legitimately only for the reason of being concerned of the world events, then do you think you see a lot of other major war games following suit? Like I don't, I mean, obviously Battlefield's new enough; they they don't have a new one. Call of Duty could be an argument. But, like, any other major war games that were supposed to come out this year, do you think they all kind of push it? They, they probably could. I mean, even at the very worst, if you want to give Nintendo a little bit of leeway, you could just say they're trying to avoid some PR. Yeah, so and, which, and it's possible. Which is fine. Which, yeah. which is fine. That's, you know, the salient point. I still think it's because of its, you know, it's, been, it's had a rough development cycle. But, if they're, you know, while you're at it, you might as well avoid some bad PR, potential bad PR. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't, like you know the, these are like you know it's HD remakes of twenty some year old games. Like no, no one, no one play them. Go, no one's them, going. Then... If anyone out there is truly disappointed, you can't get that game. I'm like, come on, man, really? Like you're that diehard of Advance Wars? <laughs> 
Yeah, like, I think it might have been pulled from the 3DS eShop, or it still might be available on there. So if you want to get on the 3DS, or fucking pirate it, or buy the cards. Here's a stupid, really stupid question. Can you think of any Russian game developers? Uh, Besides the guy who made Tetris? Not really. But didn't he, I mean, he sold technically, like, all the rights to Nintendo, right? No, he sold the rights to the USSR. And then they, like, fucking went off and sold it to everybody else. Like, Tetris is not a Nintendo property. Hmm. I didn't realize that. No, no. What do Could you call you it? Could you imagine like, he them, like, banning he, like, Tetris like, I think 99. he was, like... I, I think he was a, like, professor at, like, a Russian university, and he made it on his free time. And then, like, the USSR, like, kind of went into a partnership with him for, like, ownership of it. Because, you know, the USSR owned anything good that came out of there. Yeah. And then, like, then they just kind of, like, branched off from there. And then he sold it with all the different publishing deals and shit. I actually think he kind of kind of cornholed in all the royalties and shit, but. So, it's funny. I looked up Russian video games made by Russian game developers, and, you know, you have Crossout, uh, Beholder, which I actually played an interesting game, um, Adam, Heroes of Might and Magic, Silent Storm, Blitzkrieg. Escaped from Tarkov, which actually was getting a ton. Have you seen that game? That's no. like a more that's like first person PUBG, but super realistic and like pretty damn intense. Okay. Uh, the Metro games, those actually are pretty good. Oh, they're Russian. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Stalker. All right. Sea Dogs, World of Tanks, World of Warships, War Thunder. <laughs> oh. And all, the, all, the, all, the, all those mobile games that, uh, what do you call it, sponsored all the uh, documentaries I watch on YouTube. Now, do you think there's any chance, like Tetris 99, they're going to be like, we're going to shut down those servers? <laughs> I would find that extremely silly if they did that. I don't think they're going to, but... <laughs> well, especially not Nintendo. Come on. <laughs> if, you hit the, if you hit Nintendo's bottom line, Jim, come on. Even then, even then, but what do you call it? Like, I mean, Tetris 99 has been out for... It's, it's fucking Tetris. They're not going to do a Tetris. Jim, how have they responded to trying to handle the Smash Brothers community? <laughs> handle what? Nothing but goddamn groomers and pedos in there, if that's what I say. That's my point. How has, how has Nintendo tried to take care of that? Right, they, they, just, they just make the games. They can't control the freaks <laughs> exactly. that play it. Come on now. Maybe stop making kid characters in there. I'm just saying. There's things you could do, Jim. What? There's what? Things you could what? do. So, what? yeah, obviously, um, I, I will be curious as we go on if other games similarly, like war, especially wartime games, if they are canceling. And any news that re, you know revolves around Russia and this and that, I, I, am, I am very curious um, what's going to come from all this. And it goes without saying, hopefully... It all comes to an end very soon, and the yeah now the all the innocent ends. blood, all, all the innocent bloodshed. Like yeah. no, no one wants to see this shit. Yeah. Like it's terrible. So, but obviously, like in the grand scheme of things, a fucking stupid remake of a twenty-year-old game. Who gives a shit? Nobody run, cares. But, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> but yeah. So that that will conclude today's episode. Once again, if you uh, ending on a high note. Yeah. Well, Jim, here's my question. Um. Do you ever partake? I know you kind of did this weekend. Do you miss doing legit uh, St. Paddy's Day drinking? No. Really? Is it just because no, you would get so fucked all. up? 
And you know what? Even back in the heyday of us going out in college and doing it and shit like that, I even then I was like, man, it's it's like the fucking like there's just piss everywhere. You can't get to a fucking bathroom. It's just crowded. You have to wait in the fucking forty five minute line to get a goddamn beer. It's just like even then it was annoying. But it was like, oh, it's a you know it's a party. It's the thing to yeah. do. But even then it was like kind of like the like the best spots were like the ones that were like still on those like. Shamrock Shuttle, Aaron Expresses, whatever you want to call them, but they're like a little more divey, a little less popular, so you could like actually get a table and just get some beers brought over to you. Yeah. Instead of trying to fight with people at like the big party places. So even back then it always annoyed the shit out of me. See, it's funny, like everyone says that the day before Thanksgiving is the biggest drinking day of the year in the US. Um, that's never appealed to me even a little bit, doing that one. Um, you know what? I've done that with friends before too, and I've been fucking miserable at the bars with those too. See, I thought I always find the worst one and the one that's the stupidest. And I, I think I've only done it once or twice. Is like the New Year's Eve. Do go trying to go out to a bar and do that shit is beyond stupid to me. I, you know what? I the only times I've ever done that has been to dive bars that haven't been that bad anyway. But like any major party spot, new. No. Yeah. Uh, but, Anywhere you have to pay like 200 bucks to get in, go fuck yourself. But here's the deal. And, you know, even in, in Philly, where it's filled with shitheads and people, like, always start in trouble, I will say, like, there is a just so much, even though the crowds are insane, and I agree, there is a more jovial, like, legit, everyone's there just to get fucked up and not fuck around. Whereas, like, oh yeah, I yeah. feel like on these other holidays, when it is big or whatever, like, there's a different edge to people. I feel like it's it's almost like a Halloween thing where it's like people are just so jovial and like you're just there to strictly just get completely fucked up. And it's like, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, there's piss or whatever. But like, I don't know, like there's a dip, different atmosphere. Like everyone's like just happier. You know, it's the luck of the the Irish. But I don't know. I, I, I found that part of it kind of fun. Like. Everyone. Right, the color green's calming. Have you ever gotten that Madden Xbox game? Nah, nah, because it's got the green borders on. <laughs> Shit. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Jim, the real question is, how many, if if I were to line up like three car bombs in front of you, how quickly do you think you could still do it? I mean, you never did it quick, but do you think you could do it kind of quick? You know what? Actually, we uh, we had a friend. So we did it. We talked about it on Rose Morning, but we actually, as part of my excursion of drinking for my birthday, we did, like, an adult sleepover where a bunch of, like, us parents and friends got together and we let the kids play with each other as a sleepover, but the adults also drank after they went to bed as a sleepover. And we did, uh, we did, we did a round of car bombs. I didn't do that bad. Like, I had to take, like, one little breath and shit like that to finish off, like, the last sip, but I didn't do that much worse than I ever normally did because I was never a big chugger anyway. Yeah. So could I, could I do it? Yeah, it would probably take me a good like you know four minutes to do three of them, but like I could I could get through it. Jim, uh, maybe Thursday you should come over and we'll do some car bombs on stream. Uh, we're already uh, going to our neighbor's house. I'm saying the the wife already made plans. Yeah, I I'd be I haven't done one in a while, but that man that was a go to. And, you know what? It was a nice trip down memory yeah. lane doing a car bomb. It's been a long fucking time. And, and you know, I, I noticed on your thing, like, obviously you've indulged in Guinness. Like, as as we talked about with First Mortem and other po folks, is it kind of nice going to Guinness, the Irish beers, the Irish whiskeys, like, during that time? Because, I mean, granted, I know you like Tully year-round. But, like, yeah, when, it, especially it's around this time, like, you got to have a Guinness. And it's like, you always realize how good Guinness is. Once you've been away from it for a while. 
it's so funny too because like back in the day like especially like you know when we first started doing this site or even just hanging out in general i fucking hated it hated it oh my god i was like hated it i was i was like how can anyone drink this dog shit and like i'm I'm like this past weekend when i'm drinking again it's i'm like man this is mild as shit like it's just smooth goes down fine it's against it's fine Yeah. yeah It, like it, like it's almost like boring in the world of craft beer at this point. Like you know, eh, it's a I mean, it's because in all reality, the world looks at that the same way you look at Coors Light. You know, it's a little yeah. more like it, it, I think Americans tend to think like it's <laughs> it's fancy. Ireland's Budweiser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, Ireland, like yeah, that is. You go there, and of course, like people are gonna drink whatever as a pub beer, but like it's not regarded as like this highbrow thing. That sometimes I think it gets a weird thing just because it's an import here. Yeah. It's like what other states think of Yingling. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it is so. Every time I have it, I'm like, I don't know why I don't just drink this more often. Yeah, I know. I was drinking. I was like, man, this is just pleasant. And it's like actually lower calories than all the other beers. It is shockingly low calorie too. Maybe it's that gigantic plastic ball inside of it. You know, taking up some space. But... Yeah. But no. So we want you know anyone out there listening. It is St. Patty's Day. Grab an Irish beer. Enjoy yourself. Be cool with your friends your neighbors just drink up it's an excuse to get fucked up and have fun with your friends exactly it's a scary shitty world out there right now so you know take the little moments where you can if you can yeah. that kind of deal but we want to thank you all so much we've already said multiple times but thank you again to our patreon since we are able to by next episode we'll have the better equipment we'll be able to test it out so we thank you guys and once again if you are supporting us get your questions in if you haven't already, please make sure you hit the subscribe button, hit the notifications. We love all the support recently, and please keep that train rolling for us. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, give us a five-star rating, hit the subscribe button. If you leave a comment for us, we will talk about it on this podcast. With that, we want to say have a good night. Slancha. Slancha. <laughs> Slanty. Damn it. <laughs>